0: family, Welcome to this week's Power Call. This morning, we will be going over. We will be going over. <laughs> my wife said I skipped a part in prayer. My bad, y'all. Um, my, uh, we will be going over, uh, rising above emotions, into the thinking of God. Many of us uh, deal with emotions move off of our emotions and actually last week the lecture that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan had, uh, well that last fifth part series when he talked about the domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and rising above our emotions into the thinking of God and seeing God in it and striving to understand beyond our limited thinking, Uh, this goes right into study guide number 18 because that's actually what it will be about so if you are new, if you're just coming on, a matter of fact, if this is your first time on the power call, go ahead and press the number one in the comment section. If this is your first time on the power call, just press, press zero in the comment section. Let's see if we got any guests this morning. Anybody do some fishing this morning, this week? Okay, 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 we got to get to Get that fishing rod back out, y'all. Get that fishing rod back out. We got 100. That's cool, but let's get to two. But um, so today we're going to be going over the study guide. The Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan has a study guide. Uh, I think we got 20. I want to say 20 or 21 if closing the gap is 21. Um, but we got over 20 study guides, and uh, they go over different aspects of life and Many of us are going to go through these study guys uh, as we go through life. We're going to have to experience rising above emotions into the thinking of God. We're going to have to experience the struggle for balance. We're going to have to experience um, the God within, building the wheel, um, overcoming difficulty. All of these are different study guys that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan has laid out for us. So we're about to play the intro, and then we're going to come back and get right started.
1: Brother Ben here.
0: Brother Ben.
1: Now Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening
0: to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister. Well, I'm about to tell you all about the minister this morning again. All right, let's get right to it. So I'm going to start off reading. Uh, I'm I'm, going to start off reading. Boom. That's not it right there, is it? Nope. Mm -mm. I'm going to start off reading and then uh, I'll call on uh, somebody else to read if you guys are available. Go to my screen here everybody can see the screen correct let me know if y'all can see the screen let me know if y'all can see this screen it can show just need to make sure we got there. everybody can see that screen all right so what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pin myself just in case boom there we go let's get this thing right Somebody said this is crazy because this is something I was just speaking about what I needed, brother. Being you tuned in where I was, well, praise be to Allah. Let's just make sure that you apply it. Let's strive to apply it as little, you know, as little much as we can. Over time, over time, over time, self improvement the basis for community development. Study Guide 18: Rising Above Emotions into the Thinking of God. Okay, this is a letter here from Minister Lewis Farrakhan. All right, here we go. He says, As-salamu alaykum, dear students, I have prepared this study guide for you, rising above emotions into the thinking of God, for a specific reason. I wish to share that reason with you to increase your chances of success in handling this subject matter properly in passing the test that the Nation of Islam failed in the past. The devastating effect of the domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad is at the root of the fall of his family and the fall of the Nation of Islam. In a situation like this, it was natural for his family and followers to focus on the pain of Sister Clara Muhammad and ourselves. However, we allowed ourselves to succumb to the pain of the moment A pain so overwhelming that it would not permit us to ask the question, why did Allah God order his servant to enter the aspect, this aspect wives of his domestic life? If we had succeeded in moving beyond emotion, we would have been able to get up into the mind of Allah God where we see the domestic life of Muhammad as Allah God sees it. And ultimately, judge it as Allah God judges it, then we could move on to higher ground. Our focus on pain and the resulting failure to question Allah God caused us to question the servant. It caused us to, to forget all the good the servant brought into our lives. Thus, we threw the servant away as unworthy and cast aside the body of knowledge. Revealed to him as the means of our salvation. No wonder the Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked the question. How strong is the foundation? Can we survive? The foundation is the 44 years of the work of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, the Nation of Islam and its successes. All right. Then it says, letter to students, uh, if only we were mature enough to put our emotions in check. Our focus would not have been on our pain and the pain of Sister Claire Muhammad and the Muhammad family. Our focus would have been on asking Allah God why he ordered his servants to have what others did not have wives. Then we would have grown into the wise thinking of the God and been more prepared for this reality in our own lives when or if it became necessary. The improper handling of emotion does not allow us to grow beyond self. It makes our reasoning subjective and clouds our judgment of individuals, circumstances, and and events. It makes us judge individuals, circumstances, and events by how we are affected personally. Thus, we never see the bigger picture. Improper handling of emotion makes us judge selfishly. Our great test today will be whether we can rise above emotion to begin to think and act more like Allah God. We are in his classroom. What kind of test has he devised to see if we are ready to think and act on a higher level? It is written in the Holy Quran. See they not that they are tried once or twice in every year. Yet they repent not, nor do they mind. In this study guide, we will take. Under critical analysis, the subject of emotion, which is intense feeling as you study and analyze every word of this study guide. I want you to step into the many shoes of the many different people whose names and circumstances of their lives will be mentioned with particular focus on Sister Clara Muhammad. That you may know something of her sorrow, grief and pain over the of this aspect of her husband's life. Most of all, I want you to step into the shoes of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, whom we are attempting to follow, who loved his wife, Sister Claire Muhammad, who was with him when he was considered nothing and aided him into his growth from nothing. Yet he had to carry the tremendous weight of his mission while he was in anguish over the knowledge of his domestic life, which was tearing his family apart. If we are to survive our test, we must see beyond the view of the onlooker who sees with limited knowledge, understanding and a lack of faith. We must be careful lest we become one whose emotions cause us to judge this situation as a grievous one and end up sentenced to death by virtue of our own judgment. The honorable of Muhammad was not the cause. He was the agent of which Allah God ordered and which he obeyed. The best knower set this in motion and it and it would benefit us greatly to grow into seeing his eyes, seeing through his eyes. It is written in the Holy Quran: We take Allah's color and who is better than Allah at coloring. And we are his worshipers. Best wishes for you six for your successful growth through the study of this subject matter. I am your brother and servant Louis Farrakhan. So, uh. Anybody want to raise your hand and give your feedback on that letter? That's So that's how we're going to do this, do this letter, by the way. We're not going to read that whole thing. And then we're going to, so we're going to, piece by piece, we're going to stop, get feedback. So anybody want to get, start off giving your feedback on that particular letter? All right, let's go to, uh, hold on. Oh let me uh do something real quick. Let me uh I'll go to to Go to my bad child Alright, I see two hands. I see brother King Cam, but then I see oh I see three hands. All right let's start off with uh brother King Cam. go ahead what stood out to you in that letter I don't know if it's just me I don't hear okay
2: now now I can I I couldn't I wasn't able to unmute okay can you hear me now yeah we
0: can hear you yeah we can hear you
2: can you hear me yep Keep. Okay. Um so what stood out to me in that letter was when the minister said that we start to judge things or people or situations by how it personally affects us. Mm. And when we look at a lot of the current events especially like um Shade Room and, you know, a lot of these gossip websites where they talking about celebrities and, you know, their personal business and things like that. We tend to judge those people in that situation by how it personally affects us not taking into consideration all of the factors that were used in those people making that particular decision, doing whatever it is that they did or whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think that's very profound for us to really just think about it because, you know, we attach a lot of things that happen in other people's lives to how it personally affects us or from the lack of knowledge that we have on a particular subject. So as we get deeper in knowledge, as we get deeper in wisdom, then we are able to understand better. But when we judge things from a limited view, as the minister said, then we, then we, re, then we regulate that person, those events and situations to how we feel and what we know versus what the actual facts are. As-salamu
0: well, alaykum. As- Wa alaykum well, salam Let's go to Brother
3: Wesley. as alaykum. Um, just the camel camelback on what but the king cam uh brought out like on that second page in that paragraph it just how it clouds our judgment and when we think about like fog and you can only see but uh, a little bit in front of you you may assume uh, that you know where you're going but you never know what's ahead of you because you're only able to see a limited uh viewpoint of what's in front of you as well so our emotions and bringing out that point where it says the improper handling of emotions, we're going to have motion, emotions, we're going to have feelings, but we need to learn how to properly handle those so that we can see the bigger picture. So we can see what is what is the plan that's put in place as we know that Allah is the best of planners. So when we try to plan and try to assume that we know what the plan is, that's when we're setting us really apart from Allah. So just understanding that we don't want to cloud our judgment. You want to always remain a student and just listen and be observing of what's going on, but then willing to study And understand what's happening as well so we can get a clear understanding um, instead of being clouded in our understanding.
0: Yes, sir. One of the things that stood out for me was the, of course, the Allah's color and, and, and striving to see through his eyes. He says it would benefit us greatly to grow into seeing through his eyes. Uh, one thing that comes to mind, I believe he spoke about this in the how to give birth to a God. or oh, I know he's spoken about it in several lectures about Hagar and things of that nature about when a woman, uh, even like single women and, you know, the father isn't there. The father's either in prison like he's literally not there. And he has spoken on, you know, even the situation with his mother, his mother. Uh, raising him, striving to abort him three times and how those prayers that she had through what she was going through at the time even led him closer uh, to God because her prayers and he also talked about like a woman who may be that single woman with a a man not around um, uh, that that forces the woman to get closer to God like she don't have anybody that she can depend on she got a Try to make ends meet, you know, get some still gotta eat, gotta make some money, and gotta take care of the womb, gotta take care of the child when it comes out. Like she gotta do all that. But in the midst of that, the perspective that he was given is because you you can't depend on nobody, you you can't depend on nobody but God. So it it that situation causes you to depend on the real source of strength. It causes you to seek refuge in Allah. So, you know, just just putting or thinking about Allah's coloring, even in the midst of bad things, and um, that's that's where the faith really comes in. It doesn't come when all things are going good, and we say, Oh, well, I'm gonna put my faith into God, I believe. Yeah, it says, It says, uh, that we can't just get away with saying we believe and not be tried as well. So, seeking refuge in Allah is easy to say we're not going through as much pain it's easy to say oh I believe in no God but Allah Muhammad is his messenger when things are uh, are going good and we're not in the trial but it's when I man I don't see no light at the end of the tunnel it's when man I'm going through so much and I I can't depend on nobody I can't talk to them that's our time to say but I'm a Allah's patron or Allah is my patron uh uh Allah's who I depend on God is my source. A strength and uh that's when we can really that's when we really put ourselves to the test of how a, am i going to look at this from my perspective my emotions or am i going to see why Allah has permitted uh me to be in this situation so that's the one that that stood out for me let's go to sister sister Brianna
4: like five. <laughs> what stood out was on the first page, it says, if we have succeeded in moving beyond emotion, we would have been able to get into the mind of Allah. And then the next paragraph says, "Our focus on pain and the resulting failure to question Allah caused us to question the servant. So sometimes Allah will, will tell us stuff that we don't understand in the moment, but there's a reason he's saying it. And a real quick example is our travel ban. We're not supposed to leave the continental USA, right? So not even Hawaii. And then look what happened in Hawaii. Look what's happening in Canada. We didn't understand it at first, but it was orders. Don't go here, right? Of course, you can write your letter, all that stuff, X, Y, Z. But um, he when, when we don't believe in what the messengers are saying, the messengers of Allah, who are we really not believing? We're not believing Allah because that's where it's coming from, And when we get out of our emotions, you know what they say, emotions go high, logic goes down. We have to stay in the logic because that's where Allah stays.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Well, exlam Knowledge and faith. Brother Tony. Brother Tony. Did he put his hand down or
1: okay brother i, I did have it up i did lower it but how I, I didn't think i was going to be called though so I, I lowered it uh yeah uh this is a very 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 powerful uh subject matter uh rising above emotions into the thinking of god because uh when you look at um or well, you have the thought that someone is uh being unfaithful to you and it's your husband or it's your wife that that that's like the height of betrayal, you know. That type of an effect on a child, you know, in a family, you know, can uh, you know, uh, cause the child to, you know, take the side of the mother or the father, depending on which one, you know, uh, did the was was uh betrayed. So those type of emotions can absolutely spark a, a chain reaction. In some cases, where people have ended up in prison, you know, because they acted on those uh that pain and that suffering so um we definitely have to you know take on a more you know spiritual mind you know you almost have to have a mind of god you know to be able to handle those types of emotions so this is a very uh powerful uh subject and uh i'm going to continue to listen in and uh try to learn more as it uh continues to uh evolve uh thank you brother for allowing me a comment you know i continue to bless your soul Salam alaikum.
0: Well, Sister, you see her? I mean, you, you seen her?
5: Just changed my whole name. <laughs> I sound like I'm on a whole new trajectory now. <laughs> um, now I gotta look that name up, brother Dan. I sound like um, um, you know, this is one of my favorite study guides. Um, because it's there's so much in it. Especially for those who say, you know, I'm an emotional person and I'm and I always ride on emotions. But one of the things that um, always sticks out to me is at the bottom on the first page when the minister says, if we only were, if we were mature enough to put our emotions in check, our focus would not have been on our pain and the pain of Sister Clara and the Muhammad family, our focus would have been on asking Allah why he ordered his servant to have what others did not have wise. Then we would have gone into the wise thinking of God and been more prepared for this reality in our own lives when or if it became necessary. So, you know, Allah puts us in circumstances that may not, you know, look right um in our for our own selves as Christians, as Muslims, um, whatever walk of life we choose. And we but it's the questioning of God and asking Him why and being humble enough and growing mature enough to allow the answers to take root. Because we ask a lot of questions, and I'm speaking from from my own experiences. But the answers that he give, we're like we're like the children, you know, the children of Israel. Uh, Moses come back down with the answer from God, and then uh, we don't like that answer, so we go, can you go ask him, Can you go ask him another question? Can so we do it like this or like that? Always, you know, trying to um, negotiate when the die has already been set so um just learning how to question god fairly question him and accept his answer accepting it is the hardest part because now you got to walk in so i am really looking forward to this thank you alaykum
0: alaikum Salam. um and this is also just a reminder that when whatever happens. Like whatever happens, the first thought shouldn't be how and we all I'm sure got to work on this. So this should this should touch it, Maybe everybody. The first thought should not be the emotion of how this affected me. How this is how this hurt me. Um. But the first question or the first thought we should have with everything, good and bad, is why, from Allah's perspective. And that will put everything into perspective. The real perspective, because we also just had a lecture series where we learn Allah is the only reality. We, we, We coming and going. This flesh gonna be gone and I mean, even a hundred years is, is, is nothing compared to the infinity of time. So, um, we coming and going, so yeah, we got our little emotions in our life and yeah, we got our little hundred years or whatever, so that we're going to live, but we coming and going. So why, what is God using me for, for much, much, much longer than this? And I think that's a something that we're going to get into this. Yes, yes, he had wives, but what is the long-term effect? How do we see those sons that came from those wives still, those are the ones that's still helping the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan today? Brother Ishmael, we see him every Sunday representing the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So, um, Think 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 long term, you know, not short term of how this is going to affect us just today. Why is God taking me through this? Why is God giving me this? Because good can be a trial. You know, us having things in abundance that can be a trial, too. But also uh, the the lack of money, uh, the lack of home, the lack of food, things like that, that may be a trial for us as well. And it's not always about about what we are 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 going through. So I see I done I done sparked some in two people now. Okay, let, let's go to let's go to brother brother Wesley.
3: You do it every time, brother. But um what what, what stood out and just kinda to, to dovetail on what you're saying as well, it, that uh last sentence on page three of that letter said we must be careful and careful is in bold. And I, I pay attention to the way that um the honorable minister Lewis Farrakhan places underlines and bold words in these study guides as well, because it's one wa- wanting it to be bold or put in our faces for a reason. Because after that, it says, unless we become one whose emotions cause us to judge this situation as a grievous one and end up sentenced to death by virtue of our own judgment. So that's really showing me that if I allow my emotions to stop, me from getting a deeper understanding, I'm stopping my growth as well. I'm I'm limiting my ascension to where we all are striving to become God. So if you're going to allow the emotions, which God has emotions, but he doesn't, he's above those emotions. So if we want to rise into becoming into the mind of God or becoming God's, which is what this process allows us to do. We have to be careful to put those emotions in check because we could be ultimately causing our own detriment from our lack of understanding. As-salamu alaykum.
0: Well, like Salaam. Sister Yasina? Mike
5: dropped, brother with me. Um, The part that you said about self, going beyond self, that is, that's where the test comes. Seeing beyond the pain that we're feeling as individuals. And when, especially when the situation doesn't just involve you, so you got to look at how not just how the how whatever it is affects you, but look at how it how it affects everybody that's involved in it. And like you said, you know, there's a greater picture that we don't see, but it's going beyond that going beyond what we see with our eyes. And Minister Farrakhan talks about that when you said uh, we take on Allah's color. He talks about that in closing the gap. Learning to see through Allah's eyes. And but that's only by learning how to question him uh, respectfully and intelligent intelligently without emotion. And again accepting um accepting the answers that he gives you know you may not get the answer right away but when we abort the process if it's something god wants us to stay in if it's something if there's something if it's for a purpose bigger than ourselves then we can run away from it we can derail but he'll bring us back to it not for punishment but because they're like there's a bigger um there's a bigger outcome is greater. Everything we do is greater than we are. Like you said, we're an illusion here today, gone tomorrow. But it's the, but it's what, what, what will our mark be when we leave this planet? When a lot, when our time has is, is come, what will our mark be? Will it be that we ran away when our book is open? Or will it be that we stayed in the process and and, and we believe with within all our heart, that what we're going through, what we're going through with God, is for a greater good. It's for a greater purpose. And like I'm gonna say this, like you said about the, the children. You got brother Ishmael. You got brother Rasul. You got brother Ahmed. Sister Medina. All the children of Mother Tainata. But then you have brother Kamal. You have brother Abdul Yassin. You have the minister's child. You have the messenger's children from his wives. Who are working to help our our minister, helping to helping to, help to raise our nation? So it is bigger than us, and but you know we have lived, limited eyesight, but we got a lot of emotion. Wa
0: Waalaikum salam. All right, let's finish. Let's let's move forward. Y'all see how just the just the letter got us going. We ain't even got to the. Ooh. Okay. Hold on. Here we go. Y'all can see my screen. All right. Introduction to study guide number 18. I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. Will I not give to another? Neither my praise to carved images. I have for a long time held my peace. I have been still and restrained myself. Now will I cry like a traveling woman? I will destroy and devour at once. Isaiah 42, 8. 14 He says Allah God experiences emotion according to the scriptures he loves he hates he grieves he sorrows he is referred to by some writers as a jealous god however he rises above all emotions into the decisions he makes his decisions are based upon how the temporal affects generations into the future The domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave rise to such great emotion that it clouded our vision of a man of God. We were taught to live according to the restrictive laws of Islam. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave us the law and he himself was the example example of perfect obedience to it. When he grew through obedience to master the law, he was given a superior law to function from, one that was unknown to us at our level of development. When we learned of his reality, many of us became corrupted in our reality and laid the blame for our corruption at his doorstep. Rather than accept and master our own reality until guided otherwise, we desired to be in his reality and then imposed upon his reality our shame and filth. We encroached on a reality that we're not ready—that we were not ready spiritually and morally or economically to embrace. Proof of this encroachment can be seen in the way which Malcolm X handled the knowledge of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's domestic life. Although Malcolm knew the proper language which, with which to describe the domestic life of Muhammad, he chose to call the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's relationship to his wives having sex with teenage secretaries. This was to conjure up emotion and cause us to paint the Honorable Elijah Muhammad in the light of a dirty old man blinding us to the practical reality of God's judgment with regard to his nation as well as his servant. In this emotional state, some called the honorable Muhammad immoral, even though many were well able to defend the fact that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was allowed to by Allah, God, nine wives. At one point, the Prophet had 11 wives. Then Allah caused him to reduce that number to nine. It is written in some accounts that he possessed concubines as well. His youngest wife, Aisha, was 11 years old when given to him, although he did not have conjugal relations with her until she reached the age of 14. Being overwhelmed by emotion sent us falling backwards, falling backwards, causing the destruction of all that we had sacrificed to build, making it necessary out of Allah, God's mercy for me with his help and guidance to bring us up again. Now we face a test of a similar nature to determine if we are mature enough spiritually, emotionally, and morally to get over the hurdle that the nation stumbled over yesterday. Without its corruption, our own reality leading us to encroach upon a reality, not ours at this time. There is a saying among the Native Americans, you cannot judge a man until you have walked in his moccasins, shoes, shoes, the object of this study is to try on the shoes of the persons whose lives are used as examples of proper or improper handling of emotion and analyze how we might act in that situation. Every actor, when reading a script, must determine if he or she is able to feel the part of the character to be played. We are not actors. The Bible and the Holy Quran are given giving us characteristics of persons that we are going to fulfill in this time. Righteous or wicked, believer or disbeliever, helper or opposer. We will find ourselves in one category or the other. As we step into the shoes of each character, both those who were successful and those who failed, we want to try and feel What that person must have felt when Allah, God tried them with certain commands in order to be successful in such an effort. We must summon up the same emotional reaction to the command that was theirs and then see by which we can overcome the emotional reaction to God's command. All right. Anybody want to comment? On that, anybody want to comment? On that, there was something that stood out to me up here somewhere. Well, <clears throat> what stood out to me as I was reading this is actually the response of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan when he first came into knowledge. Wait, could y'all see my screen while I was reading that? I didn't have my screen turned did I? oh, I did okay cool. Um, what came to my mind was the the heart and mind of the minister when he first came in con, uh, came into the reality, yeah, that's what brought it out when they came into the reality. when he came into the reality, he went, he went to the Quran. Now, of course, you know, he's, he's, he's shaking up. He's okay, man, I didn't, okay, woo. He talked about, okay, what this is doing to his mind. He talked about, you know, he going to let it settle. He going to give Malcolm a chance to, you know, go say something. But he, he's not sure how to handle it. But when he came back to Brother Malcolm, before he was going to tell, or he said he was going to tell, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, do anybody remember what the minister said he told Brother Malcolm? What he had found? Anybody remember what he said? He said it last week on on, on that series. What was it? <clears throat> you could just raise your hand up if y'all if y'all know this particular answer. Just just uh, just come off mute and say it. What did he bring to Brother Malcolm after that?
6: As-salamu, Assalamu alaykum. Alaikum salam. This is Brother Young Khan kind Adan. Of Peace to everybody. Uh, the Honorable Louis Farrakhan found the defense for the domestic life of Muhammad in the 33rd surah of the Holy Quran. And when he brought it to Malcolm, Malcolm said, I already know that, brother. But you can't handle that. Let me deal with it. And I just stopped right there.
0: mm so for me that that that's a that that principle that that framework that blueprint that the minister just gave us should be uh our blueprint as well. When we are confused, when we are ah you know, do we go to do we call that cousin who finna validate our feeling? Do we call that friend who going yeah, yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, he showed, mm-hmm. Because we know the right one to call. We we know the one that's going to that's gonna sympathize, and we know the one that's going to say, well, hold on, did you think about this? Hold on, no, nah, you may be, uh-uh, no, nah, let's, see, we know which ones to call. So he he went straight to the Quran. He could have went to himself. He could have went to his uncle. He could have went to some home. Man, did you hear about this? No, nah, he said, let me go open up this Quran." And see where this may be. And so that should be our spirit and our response as well uh, to things if we want to have long term success in rising above emotions into the thinking of God. All right. I think uh, Sister Yasina had her hand up. And then I see Martin Banks. Or did she put it? Did you put it down, Sister Yasina?
5: I didn't have my hand up.
0: Oh, who was that they had to handle? It was somebody right before uh, Martin. That
5: sister Shalon and brother sister, sister Shalane and uh, brother Martin at first, and our brother Danny Sixx.
0: Okay, go ahead, brother Martin. Oh no, no, no! It was Rashad. I'm sorry, Rashad. I saw Rashad. Go ahead, Rashad. Wait, can you hear
7: me, Ben? I can hear you. Okay, I want to um, I want to keep it in context Cause I see how you would use the correlation of the book Isaiah. As it pertained, before you went into the run, um, talking about the particular topic between Elijah, the um, minister, and Brother Malcolm. Me personally, speaking from a personal standpoint, my interpretation, from what you read of Isaiah speaking on um, how the Most High moved as it pertains to his wrath and judgment about about stuff in his face, I think that's a direct correlation. And it did. To fortify what I'm going to say, you said, um, you said that we got to think, we got to, um, master our emotions to use logic so we can use ration rationale. So my thing is brother Malcolm could have been completely correct with everything he did, everything he said. But my thing is, I think he went about it the wrong way because the effect that it had on more than Malcolm, more than Elijah, was our people not coming into the nation. You gotta think what the nation had to offer and what it was doing with our people as a from a cultural standpoint at that time. We we didn't have that at that time. So it compromised the whole movement, people getting out drugs, starting their own business, doing all this. So we were just stagnant as a people from two men quarreling, something that could have been handled behind closed doors versus public stuff like for instance, me and you, I've never, I would never quarrel with my brother in public. Point blank, bottom line. And as, as members of the nation, you know, we have to, a, they have to a higher standard in a way because, you know, everybody, when you got Islam, Islam associated with your name, they, everybody looking for something derogatory to label you with. So I just feel like we have, Islam is held to a higher standard than any other religion. Rightfully so, because it's a higher religion than any other religion. But yeah, I just feel like um he should have did that did that behind closed doors. The public thing was the, what I think where it's, um where you go to the book Isaiah and it's talking about how he um he slowed around. I think um brother Malcolm emotions got the best of her.
0: Yes, sir. Let's go oh. to <clears throat> thank you for sharing that. Let's go to brother brother Martin Banks.
6: So, like um um, yes uh I liked how the minister told uh Malcolm that no, I'm not gonna tell anyone but the messenger. He had all general orders in effect. He didn't have a problem expressing the slack talk and gossip of Malcolm concerning the minister. He did the minister wasn't going to spread it to another minister or any other of the believers, he was taking it right directly to the messenger, as should have been done. I remember back when um, Minister Collard was in the minister of Los Angeles, and the minister shut down the whole mosque because the believers wouldn't report the uh, things that that they saw that was being done that wasn't in line with the teachings of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad
0: assalamu alaikum well excellent let's go to sister Sheelan.
6: okay
8: yes sir i want to first go back to when you were reading the introduction to the study guide when you spoke uh, when you read now will i cry like a traveling woman i want to slightly correct you, dear brother, that's a travailing woman, and that word matters, because travailing, when he said that, following that, I will destroy and devour at once, it was paining him to have to do that, that's what travailing means, a physical or mental exertion, work, especially of a painful or laborious nature, so I wanted to point out that word because you stated like a traveling woman
0: oh i said traveling yes sir oh my bad i i Mm didn't even know i said that (laughs) yes
8: thank you we we know you're you're very welcome we know how how important that particular word is
0: Travailing.
8: travailing yes okay now what stood out to me on the other page was i think this is page two in the roman numerals, there was a saying among the native American uh, native americans you cannot judge a man until you have walked in his moccasins in his shoes and what i got from that is how we judge people and how we have conversations about a person's life and the things that they do when we don't really know the reason behind why someone does what they do, we don't know what it is that they're experiencing at any given time what they experience in their life which will have which will cause them to do things the way that they do and we and because of that is the reason why the minister is so heavy on us about judging people because we have not walked in those people's shoes. I'll stop right there mmm.
0: That's deep because in, in in walking in their shoes also we have to put ourselves in in their mind state as well it is something that uh we're going to we're going to see I'm sure as we go through this throughout the week it's not you know we have to literally emotionally put ourselves there as well and see things from <clears throat> from their perspective sometimes we are Putting sometimes we can put ourselves in somebody else's shoes but still keep our perspective, <clears throat> still keep our emotions. We don't even put ourselves to see it from their perspective or their eyesight, let alone our lives eyesight. And so that's where the lack of communication, comprehension, the lack, lack of understanding, I think, comes from uh, because we, you know, is well, if, if that was me, well, that's not you. Right. It's just, it's, that's not you. And if we can think just think about some 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 difficulty, some arguments, some some fallouts that we've had with people. What was I thinking? Well, if that was me, I I would have. If that was me, I wouldn't. Well, have we even asked the question, why? Why? But why did they do that? What what was their upbringing? What was their thinking? What was their emotional the state? What was they going through that led them to. Da, 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 da. Not to justify, but to get an understanding, because if the thought is always, well I you would have, we'll never understand. No, you know, nobody. Because it always be based on who who you are, you you so-called developed and you so-called would have done it right and oh, I got the courage to do da, da 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 da. But that's not. them I was listening to a podcast the other day, and the brother was saying that courage is different for everybody. You know, he was talking about at that time, Emmett Till, the, the brother, the uncle who spoke up about and, and pointed to who murdered Emmett Till, that was courage at that time. Because at that time, with nobody pointing out why could, the, the, the consequences that could come from that, that was courage at that time. That may not be courage for us. Today, I mean, it's easy for, you know, we may not be worried about it. at that time, that was courage. You have to be courageous. So True. somebody saying man I'm sorry that may be courageous for so it's always easy to say what I would have done or you know from from my perspective you know so I I think as we listen to this as we read this it's also it's also about it's also about removing ourselves and truly stepping into their shoes and thinking about their emotional state in their mind um, at that time. Even if we listen to the minister did y'all hear how last week the minister was talking about Wallace. Now we could have said, "Well, I wouldn't have left you. I would have been sticking with the with the messenger, and I would have never deviated." I can't believe. But look at the minister. The minister said, "Hey, man, that's mother's mother, Clara. You know he's seeing this going on. He still has value." He said, "Look at Allah. He knows that Quran." So the minister is 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 is, is pulling from a perspective on showing the still value that Brother Wallace. Or the Imam has even in him going away from the Honorable Ajma, and he's still showing us the value in him. How many of us are able to rise above emotions and do that? Uh, brother Daniel. Yes, uh, sir. Uh, What's oh,
9: your Six. Six, six, six. My bad. Praise be to Allah. Yes, sir. Assalamualaikum, so, Great, brother. Um, what stood out to me from the comments that I've heard thus far and what I was thinking about was having an emotional response to the commandments of God and how that emotional response can get us in trouble. Now, the Honorable Minister Lewis Farrakhan made it clear that Malcolm mishandled, completely mishandled the domestic life, which is why he had to do what he did handle this brother let me handle it he said okay go ahead and handle it but I'm still writing the messenger and I remember him being on sway and he told our brother sway that he mishandled it which is what got him in trouble now when I think about that Malcolm had an emotional response to being sat down for 90 days he didn't understand and he had some ill feelings about such silencing which caused him to reveal the domestic life in the manner that he did. The best thing for him to do was to take that to his divine teacher, the messenger of Allah. He did not, which caused a whole slew of issues and problems. So when the minister told him, I'm going to talk to the messenger, like he said in the swan song, his shoulders jumped. And the minister said, well, damn, you you talking about the teacher. I'm going to go talk to the teacher. And he didn't care for that because he wasn't expecting that response. That tells me that when we get a command from Allah, a command and order, we may not understand why we receive such command. But since he makes decisions eons into the future, it's not for us to understand. It's for us, myself, to hear and obey. So when I have an emotional response to something and don't obey, then I can give myself into a lot of trouble and I've studied my own life even in a real dramatizing situation with my divorce and I was so emotional. Everything I was thinking about it was subjective which got me in a lot of trouble in my Islam because when you become subjective and you can't look at things rationally, you can't even look at the du- direct dictates of the Holy Quran and fall right in because Because your emotions got you all caught up and you become stagnant. So I realized that if I didn't rise above this subjective and emotional state, I'm going to be in trouble with my Lord, the Messiahs, and my Islam. So I thank Allah that he helped me win that battle. But I did realize that as long as I was emotional, I was tainting my own Islam. So I had to do a lot of internal spiritual work to come up out of that state. Otherwise, I wasn't going to be able to move forward in my Islam. Thank
0: you. Yes, sir. And the reason I said knowledge and faith earlier, the minister uh belief in Allah talked about Allah sometimes defies logic. Or no, faith defies logic when he was speaking on bringing things. And as I think about what you just stated, sometimes, uh, the understanding is not always instant. And we have to hold on to the, we have to believe and have faith until understanding comes later. For example, there is an apology. I'm pretty sure many of y'all may have heard it. If not, it's on YouTube, a two-minute version of it, of Malcolm actually apologizing to the honorable of Muhammad. Now, what I discovered like three, four years ago that two minutes is much longer. Now I'm not gonna play it. Uh, I don't yeah I don't think I'm gonna play it, but um, it's about 40 something and I actually think it, based on how it was, how it was how I heard it, I think it's actually much longer than that because it seemed like some stuff was like the way they was said. but it's over 40 minutes of that, which we all have heard probably on YouTube which actually in some of the things that he says, some of the names that he mentioned, gives insight and context to potentially what year it was or after certain events because of the names uh, in particular that he used speaking to the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. So many haven't heard that, of course, but in that time, many just taking those words and many today who do what, uh the minister saying study guys when you ask them well, well how what 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 what's the ages of the children what, what's the name well i i don't I don't know i you know i' just I just seen the YouTube see we don't care to check we don't care to to look for the truth we we just go off of the emotions but that's a that was a forty minute audio that many I'm sure still haven't heard that probably would give a lot of understanding uh in, in, into uh that apology that we've heard that two-minute apology but sometimes the point I'm making is sometimes the understanding is not instant sometimes you have to have faith um and then the understanding comes later I'm sure many when the honorable minister Louis Farrakhan introduced Dianetics said hold on now damn oh shoot good god almighty that what is he is he is he deviating but if if we hear now in 2023, when we're talking about the past, when we're talking about trauma, we hearing different people saying, well, yeah, when I got the dietis, it helped me with this. It helped me with this. Oh, it helped me remove this. Oh, it's helping. See, the minister, know, but in the when you when you first heard that, you're like, oh, man, oh, sh- sh- man, what is this? But look at what has happened. Look at how many people. Are, are really being healed and overcoming that past and able to be more free with their lives after just listening. I don't know. I may not understand it, but let me look into it. And now, years later, we're starting to see. Ah, it was good for us. It was something that He knew we needed. So that's something that uh, you know, that that I just want to point out, Sister Yasina.
5: Yes, sir. Uh... A couple of things that stood out to me was uh, when in the script, in Isaiah, in the scripture, um, just that whole thing. And then it it says, Allah, God experiences emotions according to scripture. He loves, hates, grief. Remember, going back to history, when Master Father Muhammad was here in Detroit, he, he allowed the enemy to put him in jail. He could have destroyed them then, but he had to. The, his he had to control his emotions when he got slapped in the face. He could have took some people out then, but he did because the the end is more important than the moment. So that's something we have to look at too. You have the guy walking. And he's amongst the enemies and they're treating him as nothing because they, they don't understand who he is, but he controls himself. And, um, so for me, that's something that, you know, I'm going to have, that I'm going to have to keep working on, but the other part was. Uh, in dealing with the domestic life of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad and how Malcolm handles that language, because he said that the Messenger was having relationships with teenage, was having sex with teenage, sec- teenage secretaries. Language, and just look at how that language has trickled down to today, where we're still. You know, we still have people who want to try to use that as opposed to going back and researching themselves or asking the proper questions just to start an argument. They'll still bring, you know, bring that line up when the, the wives of the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, not only verbally, but it's been printed in Virtue Magazine to let us know that, no, 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 these women were of age. But to stir up emotions. He said, "teenage," and in our mind, we're looking at uh, little, you know, little girls. But so it's the language that we use, and we know this. Doing, you know, even our children know if they say the, you know, a certain kind of word or phrase, something a certain kind of way, that it's going to stir up an emotion, especially when they're trying to trying to get some beats going. The other thing is, even in in that, look at the the history of prophet Muhammad peace be upon him and his wives and not not just read it but study study it and then go back and and how he took care of them and how he was able to you know because some of them had some of them had emotions It's, it's documented but how he was able to handle just the different emotions and be able to be compassionate for, for his wife. And when you're in, in so doing, then we look at the history of the honor Elijah Muhammad and pay attention to read mother Tynetta's articles where she talks about her relationship with her husband, read the articles. If, if we can in Virtue magazine or pull up the video on YouTube and listen to the love expressed from mother Ola, mother Evelyn, even and mother, mother June, Brother Abdul Yassim's mother, listen to the love that those women have in their heart for the messenger, and then, and don't even judge, but just take into that into consideration. As-salamu alaykum.
0: alaikum salam Brother Dion?
10: Yes, sir. As-salamu alaykum. Uh, first thing I'll say, you know, Brother Ben, we'll thank our big sister for uh, defining that definition of travailing I always knew how to pronounce it But didn't know the, the significance of it As the sister briefly spoke on it Especially with us dealing with rising above emotions into the thinking of God So we thank you big sister Um. In short You know I reflect on the minister Speaking about himself And minister Jabril Where he said both of them had a love For black people and a love for God So as I think about Malcolm and the study that we're studying and the emotional aspect, it just shows the significance of us having a love for Allah God because when the minister sat at that table with uh, Malcolm and his response was I bear witness there's no God but Allah Muhammad is His messenger even then the minister was Rising above emotions Into the thinking of God Though he was developing then So I'm tying that into what he spoke about himself and Brother Jabril Meaning the statement of a love of God And it just puts my mind on The significance of us Really by Allah's grace You know in, 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 In embedding ourselves In the scriptures and the word of God So that we have that love of God Love of Allah That will allow us to see spiritually because when you look at Malcolm and you look at uh, Brother Khalid, those things were done out of emotions. So there was a lack of spiritual maturity. So I want to say that the other thing in the part that you're reading right now, when able to take notes, the most homage Muhammad, his wives and the minister pretty much was alluding to to me. Others were attempting to walk in that lifestyle, his shoes but not being spiritually mature, of course. I just wanted to uh, say that, uh, the part that you're you're reading now. And then also, you know, I I think about the letter, the introduction letter to Closing the Gap. The minister said, understanding and the purification of heart through trial, I think he said, only that will allow us to receive the words in Closing the Gap. Paraphrasing. I believe it's the same thing with us in understanding this uh, topic that we're on with the many wives rising above emotion and thinking of God. Because as I hear the sister Yathena, I can tell sister, you, by law's grace, have been through some trials. Brother Daniel Six X, brother Ben, brother King, uh, brother Wesley and, and others. So by law's grace, our little trials, <laughs> I believe, by Allah's grace, is purifying our hearts to actually receive the understanding of rising above emotions into the thinking of God. That's what I have. I am like, well,
0: like <clears throat> brother Daniel.
11: Okay, I, I well, like, saw uh, Yeah, that was some good stuff. Um, that. The title of this threw me for a loop for a minute. Um, because I know for years when I would see rising above the emotions into the thinking of God, I had a major misunderstanding because um I would associate the mass that I used to uh mechanisms. I associated that with me rising above the emotions to the thinking of God, like to remove the emotions, like not to even Go through my emotions, so I would just use the scriptures, quotes, um, whether it be prayer, fasting, and lessons, and I would use that my intellect as me rise above the emotions into the thinking of God. Like I'm just intellect, and I'm just quoting scriptures whenever I, I would go through certain things, and, and um. But it was a part on there that I'm not looking at it right now, where it says that we when you play the. The, the role of an actor, you must see if you can feel that character. In many situations in life, I wasn't even able to come in tune with my own feelings about um, life's events because I wasn't even, I, as a coping mechanism, I wouldn't even feel it. Um, I would just use different masks to not even feel it. So I wasn't even able to walk in my own shoes, not alone walking other people's shoes. So because I wasn't able to walk in my own shoes, When other people would go through things, I wasn't as sensitive towards other people, particularly like family members and people that I would know, because I wasn't able to tune in to their reality because I wasn't even in tune with my own reality. So if other people would go through things, they thought that I just didn't have those emotions. They thought I just didn't understand them. And uh, I would just get them quotes. I would just get them cliches. I would just pass information that I got from somebody else, from a book, uh, that I heard from a tape. But it wasn't from my own experience because I, one wise man told me one time he says you got to feel it to be able to heal it. And the cave that I fear to enter always holds the treasure I seek. And it was always different levels. I want to say this in the party. Jesus said. He gave an example, parable about two men who built the house. He said one built the house on sand, and one built the house on uh, a rock. And all times when we judging, you might we may judge the house, but not know the foundation it is built on. And I, I'm gonna say this last. I'm saving thirty seconds less. Um, I was a part of praying, and fasting, and um. And I remember (laughs) I had just came off of a quote-unquote high 48-day fast. And the minister had a believers meeting where he did an exorcism. I was going into the meeting thinking, like, go on, minister, get him. (laughs) And I didn't realize what I was feeling. And when the minister chastised us, gave us the exorcism, and he gave an example about Yaqub and the dissatisfied followers, and I was like, whoa, I took it personal because I was like, whoa, that dissatisfaction is in myself because I'm the one who called forth the Yacoub into existence. And I had to ask myself a question. When was it the earliest moment you was dissatisfied? And immediately, that's a straight wire, a, a dianetics a, a question. And I immediately went back to childhood my father, and I was like, that was my first executive council. So everything I've been building off of was that sand. So no matter how beautiful my house looked, the, the judgment of that is not on the house But it was the foundation That I was building it on And um Yeah so it was a weak foundation That had to be discovered Because it it had to be manifested Before it could be perfected Before I could actually confront it So I actually got some auditing that, from that And uh found out what that saying was So that was my last point As-salamu right, alaykum fam
0: well, Man that's deep I can't I can't even walk in my own shoes, let alone walk in somebody else's shoes. Woo! Good God, oh my how deep is that? Jesus, we're not in tune with our own emotions, so it makes it difficult for us to be in tune and sensitive to what somebody else is going through because I'm ignoring what's going on with me. I'm not dealing with what's going on with me. Woo, that's deep. God, we can do a whole study group on that. Um, let's go to Sister Yolanda.
5: family. strongly um, The last paragraph in that introduction being overwhelmed by emotions, and I replaced the us with I, or me falling backwards, causing the destruction of all that I sacrificed to build making it necessary out of a law of God's mercy for me. It it put me in the mindset of when you had uh, Brother Student Minister Malik on the call. And he mentioned we are not psychologically, emotionally, or spiritually prepared for what life has for us or brings to us. And the scripture, Proverbs 3, comes to mind. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thy own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. As a sister said earlier, when the minister gave us the ban on traveling internationally, a lot of emotions or emotions may have arisen within myself. But then I settled on the best part because we have 50 snakes of in the United Snakes of America, 50 states. So let me explore our own territory and not even get frustrated or saddened or whatever on going into abroad because we have everything right here. It may not look the same as everywhere else, but nevertheless, let me not uh, get emotional about that. Cause if the minister brought it to us, he'll see us do it. And as the sister mentioned, what's happening in Hawaii, Canada, and other places that we haven't been made aware of because I know I'm not a uh,
0: too good on
5: following like current events. So I just stay put and I settle on the best part of it. I strive to continue to crucify that uh, flesh in myself so that I can not become emotional. And also that brings me to another thing and when I'm dealing in the mosque rising above emotions into the thinking of a God when sisters um, communicate and they express their different dealings within their own local mosque. For me, I suggest them to go to your sister captain. And if you're not satisfied at that level, then write a letter to our national captain asking for the proper information. It's not about, um, showing somebody up or saying, no, nah, that ain't right, that ain't right. But you just trying to get the proper information. That's why we have the protocols that we should be following. So instead of me going to another, girl, guess what I heard? Sister such, such, said this, that. No, 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 ma'am. Go to your captain and go through the necessary steps. Instead of me taking it, calling another sister, saying ABC, EFG rising above the emotions into the thinking of God because that's how that slander comes and then we become for example, it brings to my mind for the lecture that minister Demetrius just delivered in number seven this weekend smite in the shepherd so where we're getting our instructions from let's not try, let me try my best not to deviate from what is a proper chain of command that I should go through when I hear of a thing and we come into that doing slack talking and gossiping. Mm-mm, let's rise above emotions. Well, ma'am, let me call such and such on the phone and ask, can you repeat what you just said to me? And so on and so forth. So I close with, as a brother brought up Surah 33, Section 1, Ayat 2 and 3. And follow that which is revealed to thee from thy Lord. Surely Allah is ever aware of what you do. And trust in the law and the law is enough as having charge over affairs as "Well, salam.
0: Like salam." thank you you just reminded me of something i was supposed to share with y'all last week uh brother daniel 6x brother daniel 6x
9: yes sir uh th- it was a very important point raised about One being able to handle their own emotions before they try to handle, and that, and then brother mentioned purification. I find that to be the key and essential point in this because I, when I learned of the domestic life early, um, I realized that my own desire to obey the law of God. And rise, causing me to study the teachings and try to apply for fall victim to adultery and by Allah's grace having success with that made me to realize that if a man like me coming from where I came from teaches of the Messiah and was able to clean myself up just a little I know that the man who has received the teachings is so well elevated the enticing beauty of women so it took me to be able to live it, to some degree to know oh I see but if I had not struggled to try and overcome that and I that would take my view not just of the messenger but of men in general I, I don't think this is possible because I didn't do it. So I see the understanding in one being able to manage their own emotions. And as our sister read, following the commands of Allah when you, when you get into a state, obey. And like you mentioned out there, brother, you got to have faith that things can be accomplished. Those essentials help one and rise to the point where they see, oh no, this. This this is possible. This reality can be lived. So I just wanted to point that out because what goes on on the inside helps shape how we see things on the external.
6: I don't know if you
0: can hear. Oh my bad, I was on mute. Let's go to Sister Aina. Susana?
12: Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. So um, you were talking about um, years later, founding out that, you know, um, Dianetics uh, is, is good for us. And that's the same thing that happened to me. Um, um, during COVID, we were intensely in study guides. Uh, rising above emotions into thinking of God, right? Like the whole COVID, um, we were studying, studying, studying. And that's all that was coming out of my mouth. Every time I ran into somebody, you know, and rising above emotions and thinking of God, you know how you are when you study it and stuff. So um, now fast forward two years later, you know, I'm from New York and, and, you know, I don't know if anybody knows, but New York, we don't play zero games, right? So we waiting for the call, the sounding alarm, you know. So um, what happened? I was in class on Saturday, and I bought goods goods from a sister Cheryl. And I selled her the goods, the money for the goods. And then I go to work. I worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Friday, Cheryl from my job came over to me and said, You 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 sell me some money. I'm like, why would I sell you money? And I thought about it. I said, "Oh, I was supposed to sell Sister this, this Cheryl from um, another Cheryl, right?" And she looked me in my face, you know, and told me she was not giving me my twenty dollars back. I'm pause. Let me take a pause because I can't believe what came out my mouth. Now this is like a year and a half after the study guide, right? So what came out my thoughts, I'm holding my emotions like I'm going to pulverize this sister right here. Right. But out of my mouth came. Well, and I didn't say it nasty. I said, well, you must need it more than I do, because I just couldn't believe the sister was telling me to my face. She wasn't giving me this $20, but that all came from me thinking about it like, you know. Rising above emotion makes you think first before you act. And in, in, in learning about thinking first, um, a sister who studied the brain was telling me that the, the, the cerebral cortex is uh, where the uh, emotions come from. Let's see, the Olympic system, where the emotions come from, is deep inside the brain. And the cerebral cortex cover that. So, and that's where our thinking come from. So that should, you know, indicate that we should think first before I, we act on our emotions. But saying all that, that these teachers, these uh, lessons, these study guides are so God, you know, I didn't even know it worked on me and what came out of my mouth. And it felt like in that moment that I grew to another level. But thank you for listening. as alaykum.
0: Alaikum salam, Brother
3: Wesley. Assalamu Alaikum. Uh, I'll keep this real brief. Just to kind of tie back to what we uh listened to on, on Friday about having the knowledge but not but lacking in character, how the minister brought that out. And just looking back on, on what was brought out on I guess paragraph five on page one, rumor number one, where it's supposed to have although Malcolm knew the proper language with which to describe the domestic life of Muhammad of uh, Elijah Muhammad. He chose, you know. So that's a choice that we make. So we may feel as if, you know, we're doing things, and and that's just something that's happening to us. But we can choose to either rise above emotions or not rise above them and allow them to take over. So we just want to make sure that though we get in this knowledge, and that's something that I've been working on a lot with myself, getting this knowledge and it's it's powerful teachings, life-giving teachings, and we want to make sure that we're. We're giving life with the words that we choose when we're speaking to one another and making sure that we're clear with our motives behind what we're saying as well to ensure that we're not damaging the spirit. We're not killing the spirit in one another, especially our brothers and sisters as well. assalamualaikum
0: well, like, salamu right. I found some of what I wanted to read to y'all last week. So let me, uh, this is sister, sister, uh, Yolanda, help me remember this. So look, this is the, this is the minute. This this is good because this goes into how to minister. Hold on. All right, so check check this out. Uh, dang, I lost it. Man, I lost my spot. I was looking for something else. Okay, let me see. All right, so check this out. The minister says, uh, this is this is how the agent works. See, brother agent, this is the way that you should think. I'm not ripping anybody off to have what I have. See now. Now, brother agent, why do you do this? You know that there are some in here that will listen to you. And the Holy Quran says it. I'm going to read it to you in a few minutes. And when they listen to you, then you see the bright skin. Look at my skin. See how bright my skin is? Then all of a sudden you lose your brightness and the dull face comes up. That looks like somebody took ash and threw it on your face. Ash. Just want to make sure, make sure that we clear. Okay. Uh, put on your face. What happened to you, brother? You began to think now based on doubt. And since doubt is the mother of hypocrisy, you started slowing down. You don't come out anymore or you come out just enough to be on the books. Uh Uh-oh, listen, but when you come out, you give just a little, or you give nothing at all, or we can't get you to sell a paper anymore because I ain't into that. I'm into my business. I'm taking care of my family. I ain't got no time. Now, so the minister goes on and continues. So the hypocrite knows, the agent knows, he's weakening the house. So when the ministers come before you, they're looking at the bills that have to be paid and they're looking at things that are going undone. So they look like they're squeezing, and they are squeezing a few that are there. So all of a sudden, the hypocrite says, see, ain't nothing but a money-grabbing scheme. You got, n- you got no money and ain't selling no papers. Them niggas don't think nothing about you. That's not the truth, brothers. But the truth is, if every one of us shouldered a little of the responsibility... We will start growing exponentially and the enemy will be on the run. But the enemy has a foothold in the mosque. How do you know that the enemy has a foothold? Because we see charity going down. We see the attendance going down. We see productivity going down. What I don't what I don't like that captain. I don't like that lieutenant. Well, heck, the lieutenant didn't invite you. The captain didn't call you to Islam. I called you minister speaking. And you can't let any officer turn you away from that which make you the man that God came to make you. You can't let. How are we going to kick the agent's backside? See, if he's in here, he's in a squad. Work the hell out of the agent. Now, I'm going to skip that part because I want to get to the part that, I, that I'm uh, getting to. He says, now, brothers, you can't falsely accuse anybody. Why, why did we run Yaqub and his made devil from the root of civil, civilization? Because he started making trouble among the righteous telling lies. He accused the righteous causing them to fight and kill one another. Lost found Muslim lesson number one, question number four. One of the ways that the agent works, he starts dropping seeds in accusations against those in authority. I heard today that somebody was saying that the minister was in a nightclub with a strange woman. I said, well, hell, Man as famous as a face as my face is, anywhere I go, I can't hide. Now you might be able to hide, brother. But if I go out anywhere they'll say I saw far I Come. I don't wear any disguise. And if I'm with the woman, it's not your wife, and it's not your daughter, and it's not your girlfriend. She has to she has to be somebody connected to me, otherwise I wouldn't be with her. She'd be my daughter in law, my wife, or somebody connected in an extended family. But I ain't but I but I never am seen with a strange woman. Never. I'll say it again. Never. And if ever I'm with a strange woman, I'm with a whole lot of men that ain't strange that know that the woman is not connected to me. Well, why would you drop a seed like that? What is your motive? You want the people to think that the minister says something and does something different. The minister is a very lawful, man. Very lawful. I don't break the devil's law and I don't break God's law. Whatever I have is what Allah permitted me. But brothers... See, when you have corrupted desires, you have to use a good man's name to shield your dirty religion. And when you start doing that, even though you are a true believer, see, when you start doing that, the, the hypocrite has found, has a field to hide in. The agent can hide as long. Watch this. This the part. The agent can hide as long as you are guilty of slander and backbiting and false accusation. Or even if what you accuse has truth in it. What is your motive? If your motive is to defame somebody, slander somebody, then the Holy Quran says, Woe to every slanderer and defamer, outstepping the limits. Even if what you're saying is true, your motive will condemn you and not the person you are seeking to defame. Man. Okay, let me try to. There's one more point. All right. So he says, so, brothers, if you walk your post and take charge of your post and the first post you have to take charge of is yourself, you are the object of God. You are the object of Satan. Both of them are after you. The question is, which one will win out? But if you take charge of your post, keeping what? Keeping always on the alert, sir. Man, that's really something. What do you mean? Alert. When you're in the salam eating a bowl of bean soup, do you let your guard down? No, sir. Are you alert? Yes, sir. When you're in the mosque, when you're in the street, when you're walking with your brother sitting on the paper, you still have to be alert because if you're walking with an enemy, then if you're alert when he drops the lug, you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. What you mean by that? What you mean by that? And if he can't defend himself, report him. Uh... Then this last paragraph, and then we're going to get back to it. This goes back to what we were talking about, how to handle when people when people bring it to you. Uh, this is not uh, in the study guide, by the way. This is this book right here. This is our, our FOI uh, book. This is, but what we're reading is from what he said in the lecture. So it says, uh, we're supposed to report all orders, right? All instructions. All violations of orders you are instructed to enforce. You're supposed to report that. But if you're always on the alert, See, the hypocrite and the agent have to be real smart, and you have to make them be real smart, then catch them, and the only way you can be alert, you can't engage in slack talk. Somebody's not treating you right, you're a man, we found you a man, and we're going to hope to make you a better man. You didn't come in here to let anybody punk you, so anybody looks like they're violating you, brother, I need to talk to you, please, sir. May I have an appointment to see you, brother? I don't mean no no respect, no disrespect, brother. But I really don't like the way you talk to me, man to man, brother to brother. I don't care anything about authority. Truth is the authority in the house of God and the house of God is the earth. Truth is the authority. And look, brother, there is nobody how high or how low that can stand up in the presence of truth. The whole universe is constructed on truth. It's maintained and perpetuated by a submission to truth. So there isn't anybody too big that you shouldn't be able to tell the truth. And when you do it with respect, don't give somebody in authority a chance to do you harm. Don't give. Yep. Now, uh, not that they can. Brother, this is what I didn't like. I'm not going to my brothers. See how that nigga, that nigga talked to me. I sure didn't like the way he talked. No, no, no. Don't tell it to your brother. What can your brother do? Go to the man that offended you. So I wanted to uh, read that piece last week that went off with something, but you reminded me of that. And that's basically the minister showing us how to deal with slack talk, how to how to deal with accusations, because it says in there that the enemy or the agent is looking for a host. It's looking for a host. So if we show that we are weak and that we are all OK, brother. And we don't say, hey, let's have a meeting about it. Hey, let's, 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 okay. How you going to present this to the brother about it? Then he, then he knows he can always bring something to you. And then he's dropping seeds on you. And if you're not strong enough to take them to the authority that they talking to now, remember what I was saying last week about the, the, the seed being dropped. Now the charity going down, now the attendance going down. And you really may think, I don't know why. It's really because somebody done dropped that seed on you that has watered now. And then when that person says something, does something, you that seed is going to be reminded in your mind and you're going to say, yep, that nigga is like that. But what if what if this person wasn't telling the whole truth? What if this person was flat out lying? Let's go to Brother Wesley.
3: As-salamu alaykum. Oh, that's heavy, but I don't know how to follow that up. But, um would what, what stick out, what, I, what you started breaking down in that lecture when it said that you know that person that brother or that sister is not the one who called you it's Allah who called you and that just brought me to when I the first study group I ever went to on a Friday um, my sister said a quote and I, it st- it's been sticking with me ever since then it said don't let anyone or anything run you away from your Islam so we got to make sure that we don't allow, uh, like these emotions that we're speaking on right now, we don't want to allow the actions of other people to run us away from what we know is right, what we know is true, and what we know is saving our lives. And then also when our uh, we had the saviors tour uh, this past Saturday, and we had the uh, Mid Atlantic Regional Captain there, and he's saying we got to be careful what we saying yes sir to and what we saying yes ma'am to because we got to understand why are we saying that do are we just saying that because it sound good are we just saying that because we know that's what we're supposed to say when you hear hear something or someone asking you a question but are we really committing to that yes sir are we really going with what we say we're committing to as well and then last i've been listening to uh minister jabril's lecture on self first It's like a five-hour lecture which i've been trying to incrementally get through but he spoke on that the way that you can expose an agent especially in the mosque, is that you have to continue to study and the more that you study and the more you get a deeper understanding and be able to uh, ascend in your knowledge and understanding of what's being taught and what you're learning from the teachings as well that agent is not studying like you studying. He's that agent is not like you brought out in that lecture that that agent is looking for ways or looking for that chink in the armor to expose or find a way to uh, support the misery that they're in or support the motive that they have. So as long as we stay in these teachings, as long as we stay studying our lessons and being in this classroom and, and being willing to open ourselves up to this knowledge is how we defeat the agent and expose the agent so that it can be handled the proper way as well. as alaykum.
0: Praise be to Allah. Sister Yolanda?
5: OMG. What you read to me brought up study guide that we're doing right now. And when you mentioned the slanderer needing a host. So, and you being that host, now you slinging that mud. Mm. But however, slinging that mud and slandering, mud slinger, whatever you want to call it, it's truth in it. But there's probably a little piece of truth, but the rest of it is, you know, all the accusation and slandering. So I remind myself not to be slinging that mud because in that mud and slinging and gossiping and slack talking, I interrupt the process of redemption. Because when somebody, let's say if somebody says something bad about me, I don't want to return like for like. I want to rise above emotions into the thinking of God and see what in that little bit of mud is true because in mud, there's water. So there is some truth in that. And it just, it's just showing me how the spirit is always so in line. Cause whatever we talk about on these calls, I can always refer back to Friday night study group, which is a beautiful thing. So the Honorable, why did the Honorable Elijah Muhammad say if they took out a full-page ad and cursed him out word for word and line by line, they would only be helping him. So in helping him, Sister Yolanda, don't be a part of that slandering, gossip, slack-talking, casting out the idea of what my leader, teaching and guide in front of me is trying to project onto us to help us in this self-analysis self-correction, and I always say it wrong. Self-analysis, self-correction, somebody help me out. The three, for the study guides. They may not be part of killing their ideas so that I could bring my nation up and go out there and fish in the community to bring the people in because somebody brought me in. If I want for my brother or sister what I want for myself, let me think five times, rising above these emotions, not Interrupt the process of redemption. Assalam alaikum. Wa
0: well, alaikum salam, sister Brianna. Boy, these study guys got yeah. us engaged this morning, boy.
4: <laughs> I was thinking about how when you're talking to someone, clarification is always the best. If you hear something and it doesn't make sense. Or you feel some type of way about it, just go back to the person and get clarification. Because how many times have we been talking to people and they say something back to us that we didn't even say? Right? Or they're mad at a question that they asked. So it's like, um, people people always hear things as you say it, they hear it how they are Mm. or how they're thinking. So some people can think that you're slack talking. Just because their, their mind is in slack mode, right? So <laughs> it is always great to get clarification and understanding because, and then also just because somebody says something about you doesn't make it true, right? If I ever hear if somebody ever comes to me with something, I'm not going to take it for face value. Uh, cause just like, um, Sister Yolanda just said. Uh, yes, then there may be some truth in it, but people like to withhold information. And sometimes that's imperative information to make it make sense. Right. So clarification is beautiful <laughs> and ask the questions. And if you don't have enough, uh, in you <laughs> to have the conversation, then just keep it to yourself. Don't go around talking to people because that's crazy. That's all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she just be laughing. <laughs> Let's go to Brother the king camp.
2: Yes, sir. Man, uh, when you read that about the hypocrite in the in the agent, I think, man, that was something uh, that really, really we gotta make sure that we pay close attention to because oftentimes we forget. You know, the minister is such a beautiful example of you know the growth and development, and you know the study guys personified. Obviously, because it's his life that's in the study guys that we come into the nation with a particular idea of how we think the people are supposed to be. Forgetting that the same people who are in the ranks, the same people who are either soldiers or lieutenants or captains or even ministers, came out of the same world that we did, came out of the same filth that we did, came out of the same hoods that we did, right, that the same nigga, negro mannerisms and thoughts and ideas that we had coming into the nation of Islam. And we forget that that exists and that the mosque itself is a hospital full of sick individuals. I'm going to say that again because I missed it. That the mosque is a hospital full of sick individuals and that the teachings are the medicine that we are supposed to be taking to get better. But in that process of treatment, you got people who still suffer from these symptoms. And in them suffering from those symptoms, they may make you feel a certain type of way. They may handle you the wrong way and all of that kind of stuff. And then we get upset and then pull ourselves away from the mosque. We pull ourselves away from participation. We pull ourselves away from doing things that we know that we're supposed to be doing for our Islam. And the minister said, well, who called you? Your captain didn't call you. You didn't know your captain was after you wrote your letter. Your lieutenant didn't call you. You didn't know your lieutenant until after you wrote your letter. Hell, the minister at that mosque didn't call you. You didn't find them to find out about them until after you wrote your letter, per se. And on that letter, it doesn't have your local minister's name. It don't have your captain's name. It don't have your lieutenant's name. It has the most honorable Elijah Muhammad's name, and it has Master Far Muhammad's name. That you are writing your letter to given a covenant to Allah that she want a holy day. So rising above, above emotion, sometimes we got to pause and think about what it is that we are getting emotional about and what we and then the reaction that we have to it because then we may be going back on our word and then trying to justify it putting it on somebody else or oh, what well, they made me do this or they made me do that. No, we have to own our reaction that's a tweet right there we gotta gotta own our reaction now when we come into knowledge we gotta be able to own that reaction because we should be growing in knowledge and wisdom so that we can rise above emotion into the thing thinking of god
0: assalamualaikum salam all right let's get on with this reading do we uh one of our readers let's go with uh Sister, Sister Shilan, are you available to pick up on our reading? I am. We are on, it's starting from my vantage point.
8: From my vantage point, Sister Clara Muhammad was a wonderful, faithful wife and follower of Master Father Muhammad and her husband, the Honorable Elisha Muhammad. She was a person of stern bearing, sharp of tongue truthful in expression and faithful to the teachings she received directly from the mouth of Master Father Muhammad and her husband. I remember one day she came to me saying, Brother Farrakhan, I noticed that every time you look at me, your eyes settle full of water and I asked my husband why you do this. He said, why don't you ask him? So I am asking you. I said to her, every time I look at you, I think of the sacrifice you have made of your husband so that thousands like me might have a leader, teacher, guide, and father. Every time I see you, I think of your sacrifice and my eyes fill up with tears. She said, thank you very much and turned and walked away. Sister Clara Muhammad told me there was one part of the Holy Quran she hated. And that was the part that allowed a man more than one wife. This is not hearsay. This is what she told me directly from her mouth. She also told me that in the 40 years that she followed Master Farad Muhammad, she knew of nothing she had done that would make her ashamed to stand before Allah. Master Farad Muhammad warned Sister Clara Muhammad, according to her words to me, not to let him catch her weighing other than herself in regards to living the life and weighing properly 120 pounds even though she gave her husband eight children she kept her weight at 120 pounds and worried when it went above that whenever it did she told me she fasted to keep her weight constant sister clara muhammad passed from this earth in her 70s with the youthful figure she had as a very young girl. What an example for every member of the Muslim girls training and general civilization class. When Sister Muhammad was on her deathbed at Mercy Hospital, she sent for me. She she lamented on at least two occasions over her son's not being a help to their father. She began to weep and I took a tissue and wiped her eyes. She looked at me and said several times, help my husband, help my husband, help my husband. He is getting old now and he cannot do as he used to do. Help my husband. He won't let you help him, but you help him anyway, because that's nothing but jealousy. You help him anyway. He promised her, I promised her that I would help her husband. I never saw her alive again after that day. And I am proud to say that I am keeping the promise that I made to her. I am helping her husband, my spiritual father, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. I love Sister Muhammad with a deep, indescribable love. And I have been made by Allah God to understand her pain. If Sister Clara Muhammad hated that Allah God had ordered for her husband, for the development of our future and our nation, then that intense dislike for an aspect of her husband's life, which painfully affected hers, would ultimately lead to a dimming of the light of her faith, both in Master Father Muhammad and in her husband. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad asked her, Do you mean to say that you hate hate that Allah has written in this book, Holy Quran? According to what I heard, The Honorable Elijah Muhammad gave his wife time out of the temple for making that statement. This has not been corroborated to me by close family members, but I believe it to be true. In her hating what Allah God ordained, There is an underlying sense of being betrayed. There is the thought, I have been faithful to God and to my husband and his mission, but Master Father Muhammad and my husband have rewarded me with pain. What a way to be rewarded for my faithfulness. Would that Clara Muhammad had grappled at that moment with her emotions? I believe, however, with all my heart, that in the end, she did. But she had suffered so much torment, pain, and mental anguish over this aspect of her husband's life that it brought on a sickness she had conquered in the beginning of her husband's mission that ultimately led to her demise. Whether we are male or female, we must try and step into into the shoes of Sister Clara Muhammad. If you were she, how might you have handled your emotions in this situation? It is easy to handle the situation intellectually as long as the situation is dealing with someone other than ourselves in some other period in time. But in our own lives, with your emotional reaction to what Allah God ordained uproot our intellect and impair our judgment, let everyone who earnestly desires to rise above emotion and achieve understanding of how Allah God thinks begin by trying on the shoes of Sister Clara Muhammad.
0: All right, you can start right there. Man, that's deep. Ooh-wee. All right, go ahead, mm-hmm. go ahead and raise your hands, family, on what do y'all think or what stood out for you? I'm going to read that last part again. Um, it is easy to handle a situation intellectually as long as the situation is dealing with someone other than ourselves in some other period in time. All right. Uh, let's see who got their hand raised because I know y'all got I mean, there's something in there. Man. Let's go over to Oh, we got all type of hands up. Let's go to uh. Hey, we only got seven minutes. Let's go to Sister Brianna.
4: Man, this is why it's good to thank you. This is why it's good to to uh, to read and then sometimes just sit through because I knew that sister or or mother Clara Muhammad was put up. I didn't know what for and it just kept slipping my mind. But look, I just got the answer. <laughs> Patience is a virtue. And it said that. It said that she was upset that that was part of it, that she was doing her part and she was left with pain, uh, forgetting or not thinking about the bigger picture. Cause Honorable Elijah Muhammad didn't even want other wives. Master Prophet Muhammad forced him, forced, that's a strong word. <laughs> right. But and then as, as people were saying earlier, like where, where would they should be without mother Taineta, brother Ishmael, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, sometimes we got, we, it's not about the present. It's about the greater good. It's about what, what is to happen in the future. Because history is written in advance anyways. Um, patience.
0: <laughs> Go to Sister Yolanda.
5: Again, spirit is so in line because that last part, I, I can't find where y'all be reading that because I'm looking in the actual study guide. And i'm on page 143 but nevertheless you that intellectual part
0: i'm
5: sorry
0: uh, i'll be having it on the screen whenever they read i probably forgot i forgot to pin it so everybody could see it
5: no problem but when the the last can you read that last sentence again
0: the last sentence uh on the screen says uh you talking about where it says go. it is easy to handle is I that, can't see that.
5: My phone ain't working. It, it says the word. I heard the word "intellectual" in that lesson.
0: Yeah, it is easy to handle a situation intellectually as long as the situation is dealing with someone other than ourselves in some other period in time. But in our own lives, what our emotional reaction to what Allah, God ordained, uproot our intellect and impair our judgment. Let everyone who earnestly desires to rise above emotions achieve and achieve understanding of how Allah God thinks began by trying on the shoes of sister Claire Muhammad
5: yes so that intellectual part is when in our classes that uh brother student Captain Mustafa said it is imperative and mandatory that we attend so what one of my comments was the intellectual part and in this it tied into me because Let me not be so intellectual, regardless of I have a doctorate degree, master's degree, bachelor's degree, and whatever comes across the plate, especially from that rostrum and executive council and definitely from the Honorable Minister Norris Farrakhan. Let me not go into my own intellect because the law is the best of norm. So when I go into my own intellect, instead of going off of the word of the God, yeah, I make things challenging for myself. And I don't get the proper understanding because at this point, me being so into intelligent, I'm leaning to my own understanding instead of the teachers and the word that has come before me. I'm I'm fired up, I've had too much coffee. So we only got probably three minutes. I'm gonna let somebody else go. I so late.
0: Well excellent. I wanna end with a question these last three minutes. Man, it's not a you not know, we don't got enough time for this question. All right, so we're going to do an assignment, okay? Uh, Because we're not going to have enough time. Um, What do you think Sister Clara had to think to even have the thought to say, help my husband after what has happened? Just put yourself in her shoes. I've been faithful, she says. She did this, she did that, and her husband is building a nation. She don't have her husband around all the time to cuddle and and, and watch, as the minister said, watch TV and trips and vacations. Like, he's on a mission to build a nation. She's dealing with that, and there's an aspect that she just, she says she hates. What is in her to even tell the minister, help my husband? Cause she has to get, she gotta step outside to even say that because she's already feeling something from her husband and from God. I'm talking about she's disagreeing with the Holy Quran. i but mean, she don't or she don't like this aspect of the Holy Quran. So, man, what 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 do y'all think she had to think? What does she have to? Yeah, what what going through her mind to still have the words to say? Help him, not hurt him, not leave him, not look at what had happened to me, not look all that I'd undone. She said, Help my husband. Help him. He ain't gonna let you, but help him. What does she have to see to have those type of words to give of guidance? That's what I would like for us to. To think about and y'all can drop it inside of the telegram that put that inside of the telegram um uh, because that's deep that's heavy you know especially you dealing with a wife and a husband you a lot of women you marrying a man so i can you mind. you know so it's, it's about the love and the emotional part and in all family but man she's going through all this and she still thinks this way shoot there's some sisters that ain't got nobody like the honor mama who working like that and On the move like that, and they already feel like, man, should I mm -mm, forget that nigga? He ain't never here. He ain't that. Yeah. So what? What does she have to possess? What does she have to see to say that in the midst of her going through what she was going through and feeling what she's uh, feeling? All right. So that's the assignment. Put your answer inside of the telegram. Uh, Brother Wesley has put the telegram inside of the chat. so uh, I would like to see uh, what everybody has to say. Uh, so thank you all for listening. I will see you all tomorrow morning, God willing. Same time, 8 a.m. center time. Same uh, study, God. We're going to be on this all week. And thank everybody who has been giving your feedback as well. If you guys would like to visit your local Muhammad mosque. Oh, my goodness. New trouble coming up. Uh, uh, man, I just got a bad local check. mosque. Yeah, local, mosque. Like to uh, visit your local yeah, mosque. If you would like to visit your local mosque, if you would like to visit your local Muhammad Mosque study group, uh, visit www.noystudygroup.com. www.noystudygroup.com. sister sister's going to reach out to you and help you find your location on Friday. All right, assalamu alaykum. Peace.